To me, magic is hope. It's joy. It's pure, pure passion. It's a feeling that we can create a better earth. It's the sparkle behind people's eyes. Magic is that secret ingredient to getting through those tougher days, and it's the thing that makes dreams actually seem possible. Welcome to an absolute passion project of mine, a collection of conversations telling the stories of people making magic real. Hello and welcome to the very beginning of my podcast, Making Magic Real. This podcast idea has been swirling around in my mind for a few months now and I'm just so excited that it's all coming together and we're launching off and it's happening. (laughs) I just love with podcasts how you get to hear so many people's incredible journeys and positive impacts they're making in the world, which is usually such a contrast to what you would hear on mainstream news, not that I listen to mainstream news, but that's also the reason I don't listen to it because it's just so depressing. Like I'm all for understanding what's happening in the world and you do need to know the bad to then, you know, take good action, but that's just too much, (laughs) like way too much. And when I look around the community around me, there is so many people doing such incredible things and I honestly think you can never have enough people sharing other people's journeys just full of magic like how they're sharing how they're getting through the challenges in life and turning their life into a work of art and art is beautiful in all its messiness so I love diving into how people get through things and what they do to overcome things how they've got to where they are now So for this first episode, I'll be chatting with Courtney, who is one of my closest friends and honestly inspires me so, so much. In the last few months, she has launched her own business, which not only captures the true magic of her soul, but inspires others to connect with the magic in theirs. Through Courtney's business, which is called Naughty Courtney's Creations, (laughs) love that, she creates the most incredible pixie wear. So she makes these beautiful hats with all little curls and noodles and they have like tiny toadstools on them and the she wears always has like a little spoon for a cup of tea which I love and then she makes these little like mushroom goddesses and she makes scarves and upcycles tops and skirts and honestly it's just limitless and with her skill and talent already in this craft I can't wait to see what she's going to be creating even in like a year's time. I also love how Courtney's creations are also driven by a passion to reduce the ecological footprint fashion usually has on Mother Earth which is usually fast fashion and just no consideration for where it's going to end up afterwards. She really uses this to make her business ethical and sustainable while going the other way and really contributing towards the slow fashion movement while also raising awareness about that example of that like if you ever get to go to one of her hat workshops you really get to get involved with the craft and then see how much time it really is going to take to make your own clothes and your own hats and I think there's nothing more rewarding than actually making your own clothes. I'm so happy to have Courtney on for the first episode of Making Magic Real and I can't wait to have her on more episodes later too as we dive deeper into her journey. So for now let's dive into the playfulness and cheekiness of Naughty Courtney's creations and the art of mixing felt with business. <laughs> so welcome in Courtney. Hello, so <laughs> excited to be here. <laughs> so we're sitting in Courtney's lounge. Yeah, it was at my granny flat, which yeah. is also my art studio, which is also my kitchen, which is also my Felt bedroom. cave. Felt cave. The felt mansion. The felting pocket. Oh, the that's The felting cute. pixie pocket. Oh, yeah. That sounds cute. We're sitting in the felting pixie pocket. Perfect. So let's start at the beginning of your journey. And how did you start your creative venture and how did you find felt? Oh, okay. So I guess um, I've always been really 
into creating everything and anything like I, like mm. always as a child I was always like mainly into lots of 2D stuff like painting and drawing was always the thing all the way up until um I went to uni and I studied a fine arts degree I majored in fibers textiles and mm. um that's when I discovered the wonderful world of felt Yay. which is like <laughs> such a beautiful art form it's like almost like a dying art like craft and it's like our oldest craft around town. Like that's what they mm. s- think the first clothing was made out of, which is really cool. So cool. Especially now I feel like everyone or majority of like art careers are going digital. Yeah. I think it's really like different to have something where you're still making something with your hands, like totally. literally making piece by piece. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And for anyone that doesn't know what the felting process is, like well, wet felting is the process of taking um, wool, water and soap and meshing the fibres together to make a 3D form, more or less. Um, so it's really hands-on and it's quite beautiful. Um, and you can – it's like kind of like working with clay mm. in a way. But. And super magical too. So Courtney makes like pixie-style hats with all little trinkets. Also, if you're not driving – and you can like go on Instagram, maybe just jump onto in- like Courtney's Instagram so you can have a look at what we're talking about. So it's like, is it just, do you have an underscore? Yeah, underscore. Yeah, so like Naughty's underscore. Naughty Courtney's creations. With an underscore, where's the underscore? Oh, yeah, it's like Naughty underscore Courtney's yeah. undis- underscore <laughs> creations. It's a pretty like, anyway, you, you can, yeah. We'll link it. <laughs> You'll find it. It's, it's around. Um, it's the only one. It's <laughs> But yeah, I feel like they're really like beautiful, like foresty colours or different colour schemes and yeah, incredible what you do with them. I think once you were describing too, like how the felt actually works, like how it sticks together is like how it hooks in or oh, something. Oh yeah, so um, um, wool, if you look at it underneath the micro um, microscope, yeah. um, it has like little barb bits on it. Mm. Um, and so when you mesh them together, the fibres like interlock really nicely together and they, they'll make that 3D form. Mm. Yeah. It's, so it's really cool because when you look at it and you just like look at the felt, you're like, how would that make a stable piece of clothing? Yeah. But they're so... Like they hold so beautifully. Yeah, totally. And you can do mm. that like um, felting is almost like just dreading your hair. So like yeah. it's like dreading hair with but like with wool yeah so yeah and there's other other fibers that you can use to felt with as well but um i i mainly work with wool and it's mm. like it's great <laughs> never going back to anything else <laughs> it's a good it's a good one so what is the most magical part of your job now and what would you like to do a bit of like a rundown on kind of like the day in the life of courtney Oh, okay. Um, the most magical part of my job, I, I guess that would probably be like, um, when I get to just like wake up in the morning and just like send it with like making stuff. Like mm. I love that. I was even having like a, mo- a moment of appreciation for my life this morning when I like woke up and I was like, I love that I just like get to get out of bed and just like get right in amongst my creative uh, creativity and like just be in like this fairy land like I've created my own little mm. pixie pocket I guess yes. <laughs> it's like the dream though hey to have like full creative expression yeah. and to just get up and you can go and do that yeah totally yeah. totally and I feel like sometimes I like live in a dreamland and it's like almost kind of weird when you like go in interact with the rest of society you're like oh whoa <laughs> you don't get up and felt <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yeah exactly and it's, it's like and I'm like really like um working a lot with like my inner child because it's so whimsical and magical and I'm like oh right I'm like, it's, I don't know it's like really um 
juxtaposing going out into the real world. So I'm talking like, whoa. <laughs> but um, Why so, isn't everyone dressed in pixie outfits? Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. And I think um, also just like being surrounded by a bunch of, like a bunch of other creative people um, as well and like that community, mm. which is so beautiful. Um, and then like just doing like heaps of creative projects with everybody and like and like having that as your your day-to-day like you're just like you're having like a meeting but it's like with all your friends it's incredible a cre- <laughs> have a cre- and you're like having like a chai tea and like and you're like but like we're doing work but it's like a meeting but it's also like it's hey. a professional chai <laughs> yeah it's a professional chai like we're getting down to business here so yeah I would say like that's probably the most magical mm. part. and I feel like the magical the magical parts like the exciting parts push you through like you're still running a business technically yeah. and you still have to do the nitty-gritty things so I feel like that yeah, I know for me like that's what pushes me through getting through all the nitty-gritty bits yeah. so what is your like a daily maybe not so magical businessy things that you have to do oh t- well the, the bookkeeping <laughs> the bookkeeping is so up there like I was actually just talking to Julia before we started the podcast and I was like she was like how was your morning I was like yeah it's all right like did the bookkeeping actually like <laughs> which is still um I feel like I, I've becoming to like doing the bookkeeping more and more because mm-hmm. I can actually see how I'm traveling and it's actually exciting because you're like oh my god like how am I actually doing and like the numbers are the truth of your business so mm. um yeah but like you know the, and it's the- so easy I feel like to sometimes exaggerate like if you feel you're not having you're not going well just like maybe mentally you're like I almost like put that onto what I'm earning when mm. I don't look at my books like I think oh I'm not earning anything or like I'm not getting anywhere with what I'm mm. making but then when I sit down to the books I'm like oh no it's actually fine I have money coming in yeah totally yeah totally <laughs> you're like oh that's actually pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I look at my books and I'm like I'm like um just like how did I get through the week <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But anyway, here I am. <laughs> Mind you, I guess like um, so I um I'm only like about five months into officially starting my business. Um so um I guess you you're catching me right in the midst of like this um big launch off. <laughs> yeah, big launch off and like oh, you're catching me right in my processing and like mm. I'm have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Like <laughs> like I'm I feel like that's part of it. Hey? Totally, yeah. totally. I've just gone for it. And then I'm like, okay, one step at a time. <laughs> and like, it's just been a really exciting journey. So I guess you get to catch me in like the kind of the messiness of it all yeah. as well. Like, <laughs> Love the mess. Yeah. And that's what we want to talk about today too. So Courtney and I always talk about money and just how we feel about it and like the messiness of it yeah. and like dealing with that in like in hand in hand, like money and creativity and like putting a, a value on your creativity can actually be like so hard and like mm. how that all kind of intertwines. So starting off, so this is just to, I guess, for people curious about how creatives work or they want to jump into maybe like a creative business of their mm. own. When you started, did you have a safety net or like fallback plan? Um, yeah, well, so I also work like one, like over about like one day a week at a gallery. Mm -hmm. So that's like, obviously one day a week's not, not like, (laughs) (laughs) like it actually, it works, it works perfectly because, um, it's like still a, like a, a kind of a, like a fallback plan. Um, also I had, I, I still kind of have, um, a bunch of savings that Mm -hmm. I like because I was planning to launch into my own business and I was just like all right I make sure I have like a like a safety net to fall back on um smart yeah totally totally yeah yeah so um 
there's a few things like that that definitely um, help things. And like just even having that one day a week um, um, at the gallery really helps with just like just that little bit like it just like gets mm. you through like especially when you're first starting and things are a bit like because <laughs> yeah, I feel like with no I won't say all because I'm sure all creative jobs are very different mm. but I guess like our business models which is very much like our income comes from mm. markets or workshops and I guess yeah like literally people buying uh the things we make mm. so it kind of is up and down like oh, you don't so have as you don't have like every Thursday you get a paycheck it's like Wednesday like you might get some money on Wednesday and then if you have a good market on Saturday Sunday you get paid but if the weather's kind of chucks it out you also just like you just stay home that weekend and you don't get any money so you kind of have to do like it is such a juggle which is so interesting like how have you found to how your feelings or like the way you handle money has changed from like just going solely from being someone's employee mm. to then like managing all your money yourself oh, like not getting that weekly paycheck my relationship with money has changed like drastically I'm actually like in the process of kind of really healing my relationship with money mm. um I like particularly when I was at uni and I was doing a fine arts degree um they have a, like <laughs> I feel like like the fine arts is like very like um has like a lot of uh really far leftist kind of views in if that makes sense mm. like so kind of like um I was like oh f- money fuck money like we should get rid of the monetary system like <laughs> chuck it all out and I was like and then like as I've gone through life I was like that doesn't make any sense yeah. <laughs> that doesn't actually work and I'm not living in that like that's not a system that we live in um like I'm so open to hear some great ideas around how we can change the system and blah 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 blah. but for now yeah <laughs> but for now we have money <laughs> but, but for now we have bills to pay yeah <laughs> and I don't want to get a conventional job like I was feeling like um, when I was working at a cafe before this, I was feeling like the life was getting sucked out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was like paying me money. Like, you know, I was working a bit there. So like, yeah, yeah. it was great. But like, um, yeah, so I had to really um, change my ideas around this whole this whole topic. And, mm-hmm. um, and then also like linking that in with your creativity. I found that like when I first started my business, I was getting like kind of really burnt out because like you're – really pushing shit uphill when you're starting like you so much so much so like and then you're not really receiving any money for the amount of work you're doing and I was like doing I still am doing just like probably over 40 hour weeks mm. <laughs> and, uh, it all collects up here because you never really turn off and you're kind of just like constantly chipping away bits like I yeah. find I'm like right I'm gonna have like an afternoon off now but I also it's because you, your passion, you get excited about it and yeah. I'll get like one message and be like, oh, can you send me like a photo for this, like, you know, to put together for this event thing? Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I like go into my emails and then like next thing, there's like a whole hour gone of just like doing little like work yeah. bits, like work admin bits, mm-hmm. but I just enjoy doing it. But it's, yeah, it yeah, is totally. hard when you're not getting the money returned back initially yeah. when you're, it is like a circular energy thing. Like you mm. put out your creative energy you do get either like you get I guess something back which could be like um people really enjoying it and like inspiring people Mm -hmm. but then you also need that money side to come back so you can like keep creating yeah and keep going yeah and it's more of like a circular yeah I guess energy exchange yeah that's a really good way to explain it and it's like um being really interesting so like um I guess like when I first started um and like you, I was really nervous. I was mm. like, "Oh my god! Like, what am I really doing here?" Like, <laughs> and so um, I was. I I did. There was a point where I was like just really burnt out. And I remember like my 
um, like my my period wouldn't come for like ages as well. Mm. So like my whole like body was like heaps like thrown out of whack. And like normally I'm like really good with my cycles and that like really regulates me with my emotions and like my flow, and my energy and my creativity. And it was just like so out of whack. And I was like, mm. I don't even know what to do. But anyway. I wonder too if it was like, cause when you're starting a business, you do have to step so far to that like creative flow as well. Like you have to go into like, like that male kind of energy of the mm. go, go, go type. Like yes. not that all male energy is like that, but just like that particular like, must get things done. That penetrating. Yeah. You know, it's like, just like, go, go, go. You send it. Yeah, exactly. So it was like a really like, um, it was like, that was really quite difficult for me. Um, and then I don't know, I feel like I just like picked myself up, got back on my feet. And I think that was like with the help of the beautiful community that I have mm. around me. Um, it was also the help of just like um, reaching out to other people and um, just kind of like voicing your fears and your like anxieties mm. around things and um, also just um, breaking into different um, creative art forms. Like I would just like go do some painting or something like that to like, like it's not to do with my, my business. Um, it's just like another creative flow that I can like get out of. And, but then in return, it like has like all this creative energy that flows back into mm. like your business because you're just like, Oh, I've had a rest, but then I'm like, you know what I mean? Like you're influenced I found by that, Yeah. Yeah. I like, I completely agree with that. Like yeah. in the sense of like, I, cause I was just doing black and white drawing for so long that you just, that's your, it comes to your business after mm-hmm. like it's your passion, but then it's your business that then I started painting. Cause then it's like, it's something for me, mm-hmm. but then painting became part of my business. But I think now it's like, that's where dancing has come yeah. in and like flow. But I feel like putting that time into your like self and your own creative, like your little like creative hobby, that's all yours. Mm. It like feeds it's like it increases your business indirectly. Yes. Like it's something, it's like the universe almost like rewarding you being like, well done for taking time for yourself and to like really have this like really good creative energy going back into the world. Totally. Like well done. And then, yeah, it just makes business flow better rather than just like like hamster wheeling in your business the whole time and you're just draining yourself and like not having any fun mm. it feels it just like deliberately get puts on like a stuck point yeah it's totally yeah. and there was even times when I realized that like um because uh, like the intention I've put into my business is is to inspire like radical self-expression and mm. playfulness and all things silly and wonderful. Like I take silliness very, very seriously. Um, so I love that. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Also, at the moment, Courtney is wearing curly, pointy elf pixie. shoes or yeah. pixie shoes. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah they're quite fun. Such a vibe. Yeah. Um, and I found like because like that was the intention I wanted to put out into the world that mm. when I was acting really serious and I was just trying to like send it with my business that like um it just got stuck and then yeah. as soon as I would like let loose and then I'd just be like having a boogie on a dance floor all of a sudden I have like people that are just like can I have what like can I get that hat? like like um, it'd be so funny that you'd just be like getting business from mm. not trying at all yeah it's uh, so interesting though yeah. isn't it because i always and I, I guess that subtly comes into just like branding but really authentic branding uh, yeah exactly. because it's like people buy they're not buying necessarily the product they're buying like a part of you and like what you're like yeah like you said your intention is mm. like bring that silliness and i feel like especially now we need as much like silliness and like playful vibes and just like happy things and yeah, yeah i love seeing people's faces like get excited too at oh your hats God. at like markets and things <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so wholesome. It is really wholesome. And it's like sometimes you get like some really unexpected characters that like yeah. look super excited about it. And like I've like um, on the markets um, on the weekend, uh, there was like this uh, guy that was like kind of just looked like, you know, older man, looked like he was really into the footy or something like that. Like and not, not my target market, I didn't think. Yeah. And he'd come right over and he was like, oh my god this is so great and it was actually kind of sad he was just like i just wish i had the confidence to wear something like this and i was like oh like i don't know what to say (laughs) like like heart melt but breaking at the same time you're like but you can (laughs) but But yeah anyway i was like unexpected like yeah that's so face lighting (laughs) maybe one day he will too like i feel like sometimes like the seed will be planted like he might go away and he might dream of this like pixie heart now and then just like maybe you'll see someone else wearing one he's like it's the day. It's the day. Other, I see someone else wearing it. Like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, he might see, like, another, like, another, another man. Yeah, yeah, another man wearing one. He'd be like, great, finally the men are onto it. <laughs> He's like, I'll take the fit. <laughs> yeah. It's a long lasting, like, healing journey mm. with, like, money and creativity and business yeah. all wrapped in together. And I feel like sometimes you go really good with it, sometimes you don't. I know if you do this sometimes, but sometimes I would catch myself, like, even having, like, random bouts of, like, guilt with money. I used to stuff with that. Like, I'd spend it on my business or, like, on something that was going to benefit me and I'd be, like, racked with this guilt for spending this money that I have earned. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I guess, like, I know I did a bit of, like, would do, like, just writing on it or, like, tapping... Um, like EFT but yeah what do you do or what do you tell yourself well I like to do a lot of like if I'm like in just like kind of um, really doubting myself Mm. um, I like to do like a lot of journaling um, just to really like set down like my um, clear intentions about like where I'm going and like um, just kind of like kind of using this is kind of a bit more hippy dippy, but the power of manifestation. <laughs> like, because you know hippy dippy but works. <laughs> hippy dippy but works. Yeah. yeah. Just to be like, you've got this. Like, and also just say some really encouraging words to myself. Just like mm. to be like, you've got this. Like, you have just got to trust and just keep going. Like one foot after the other, and like you'll um, reach those goals that you want. And I guess I like, come back to like, um, but even before going onto this journey, mm. clear. Um, goal setting is really really important so you know the direction that you're heading in um in the first place and then um you can kind of like so when you're kind of like um feeling doubtful about where where you're at with um your money situation you can always look back on those goals and like okay like where am I now where am I going Mm. like how am I going to do this and like and just like having that written down really helps and just like um, yeah, so I, I think that's so, like the most important too because mm. then I feel like that also helps with like I'm the same like such a like a note writer yes. like goal writing all my goals everywhere yeah. but I feel like to it almost like helps you not from even like frivolously spending because you're like yes. okay does that money because it's energy is that going to where I want to be going as yeah, well totally. like when I buy that or when I purchase it or yeah. invest in something is that aligned with me yeah totally. and where I want to be and like two months or like five years and yeah yeah, I think journaling is beautiful too totally totally and I guess Mm. like um I um I did like a little business course prior to going on to um like going into my my own business um Mm. and so we did things like the traditional method like you know financial forecasting and blah 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 and like um so that has been really helpful but like I've kind of like merged what I've 
learnt from that into like kind of something a bit more feminine and yeah. more flowy where I'm like journaling kind of like these like these goals and I make it really pretty on the page and stuff like that but it, it's the same thing as the financial forecasting that's like on the, the Excel spreadsheet to like, like adapted it's adapted it's a bit more me yeah so mm. um but like having some um some help in terms of like um getting some doing a little bit like a business course or yeah. like just from like TAFE or like anything like that that helps a lot <laughs> like mm-hmm. even if even if it's like a bit more um I would say like the business course I did was like it's quite traditional and it's like this is how you do business like it's <laughs> like I don't, I don't know how to explain it. it's like very masculine I guess like um yeah. whereas um, and I feel like it's very much based on having a like from what I've read from those business plans and I've had like one or two business mentor sessions yeah. it's very much I found when I was doing it, like planned on like that you having this really big income coming in quite yes. a bit like and it's like I am a small art business yeah, totally. <laughs> like, like I think yeah later um but it's good to know it's good to know yeah it's definitely good to know like um, I've definitely found like I've kind of stumbled my way through and learned it but it's been really cool like watching your journey and like then what I'm starting to maybe apply now you're like you've already learnt that like yeah. like five months in or like from day dot because you did that course at the start yeah totally it was really it was actually yeah. really really helpful yeah I really wanted to chat about today too the concept of just like personal boundaries mm-hmm. linked to your like inner power them kind of linked in with developing boundaries in your business with like money like setting money boundaries for like how much your work is worth and how that's kind of affected your personal life mm. so we chat about this quite a lot <laughs> this is one of our like favorite topics of <laughs> discussion mm. so how have you found in the last few months with your business asserting your boundaries in your business oh that's been a really good <laughs> journey like, that's been actually a huge problem <laughs> I like realized I didn't really have boundaries and like like doing like really silly things like um when I, t- I have like custom orders like not taking a deposit yeah. like silly like really really silly I do and, that too yeah and like it was because like uh, and then like this is also getting around to like um my business and my personal life are very like intertwined let's just say like you kind of you feel like you you know someone like you know like you're like an acquaintance with them like you know them through the community like yeah you're, you're friends of a friends of someone you're like ah we're pretty much mates no need for a deposit and then you make them something and then like they don't want to follow through with the payment yeah. yeah and then you're just like and you've oh. already made it and you're like it's here it's ready yeah just really <laughs> awkward things like that and then like me just being like so awkward around like mm. I hate asking people for money oh. that's been like a massive thing for me to be like just be like it's okay to ask people yeah. to pay you when for something you've done. <laughs> yeah, like that was the agreed upon transaction when they were like, "Can you make this for me?" Like, and yeah. I don't know why I found it so difficult, and I'm still finding it difficult. I'm getting a lot better with it, and like a lot less awkward with how mm. I go about that because I feel like I was like probably like emanating this kind of like weird nervous like oh um can I also get that money (laughs) yeah I I completely feel that and you're a bit like oh if it's okay please but only if it's all right with you like all these little add-ons of like if it's okay with you being like oh no wait like you don't go to the shops and like get something off the shelf and then have the shopkeeper ask you really awkwardly for money like it's just an expectation yeah (laughs) but it's hard to apply that 
yeah. to your own work, like your own creative work. Yeah. Totally, totally. It's yeah, it's really strange that that's like a thing. And I think that like links back into your own self-worth. Mm. And like, um, I don't know why, but it seems to be like a common trend amongst the creative arts that mm. um, creative people don't value themselves properly. Like, um, yeah. and it's like a big journey that you have to go on to be like, to have this self-esteem you're like no I have a really amazing thing that I do and it has a lot of value to offer and if someone wants this thing mm. then they're gonna have to pay for it's like it. a little part of your soul too it is, like yeah. especially your pieces like you look at them all and it's like there is like a little bit of like your sparkle like your your soul sparkle in it yeah, yeah. soul sparkle, soul sparkle. Um, yeah so like that's been like a huge thing and I think it's like only mm. something that um gets better with time and practice and I think you learn from your mistakes when like um it is actually kind of really like disheartening when you um kind of uh either don't value yourself properly and then you realize that you've just pretty much done something that like for free more or mm. less because you spent all this time doing it and not like you just like I don't know underquoted I've underquote all the goddamn time um and I'm still learning that process um I feel like it also I don't know if you found this even so far like it makes you realize like everyone knows time is precious Mm. like you everyone knows that you have one life in this human body Mm -hmm. until you maybe come back or whatever you believe but I feel like especially having like your business and making stuff in your time and then asking money for it, if it is you've underpriced yourself or something, mm. you realise like, oh, you're not getting that time back. Mm. But I feel like that concept really applies, like where our time is so precious. Like it's just like mm. how are you going to use it? And totally. if every second you're doing something, you want to make sure it's worth something to you or like if it's in a business sense, money value-wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah totally. Money or passion fulfillment wise yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) totally and like um and I guess also like it comes back to like um I've also really struggled with um I'm I want to make things accessible accessible to Mm. many people as well so um I guess like when it comes to my workshops I'll have workshops ranging from different price points because um I still don't like the fact that like some people have to miss out because of it being so um, yeah, more on a higher price point. Um, Especially when your intention is like to bring that like silliness and playfulness, yeah, totally. and like it's like literally joy, like you're bringing to people. Yeah, and sometimes the people who need it most maybe can't afford it, being like a hundred dollar workshop. Yeah, yeah, but they can still access it. Yeah, because you have mushroom goddess workshops, yeah. and how much do you charge for them usually? Um, that one's. Uh, fifty dollars. That one's fifty. And what yeah. other ones do you have? Well, I have like um my community arts project, which is um Phallus Palace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like that's like a whole other podcast. That we could yeah, talk about. that literally. Is. So, yeah. So I, um, but like just to, part two. Part two. Um, but long story short, I have I do have like um community arts projects that I work on because um I feel like it's important to keep it accessible to heaps of people mm. um and like those workshops are, like fifteen twenty dollars so yeah yeah that's incredible yeah and I guess like when it comes to the community arts project I guess I um I just know that like that's a part of myself that I'm doing for community mm. and then there's a part of myself that I'm doing for business mm. um and to make money so that I can sustain myself so then I can also give back to the community so yeah. I feel like it's like it keeps gotta, the cycle going keeps the cycle going yeah yeah, yeah do you find you have work like work and personal boundaries or is it all just like blurred into one big beautiful mess like in the sense of just like do you have do you feel like you have a separate work self 
in a personal self or is it just like you know you do you are so authentically yourself in your business that it does really merge I would say it merges quite a lot. Um, mm. There is times where I definitely put on a different hat when I really, literally I literally put on a, I like you know like take off like the pixie hat and put like a really serious hat on or something like yeah. and just be like all right <laughs> like, especially when you got to be like really stern sometimes mm. with and like not stern um, assertive assertive yes yeah. um, and so there is definitely times when I do flow out of um, just being fun and playful yeah. <laughs> obviously it's called balance it's called balance in life it helps how has having your business affected yourself as a person oh, like in your personal life like how has it like changed you or like upgraded you like what's your most noticeable where you're like wow I have changed in this way because I, of what I'm doing I've changed a lot like mm. the the starting of my business has been a massive um personal growth journey for me mm. really like it's been um, huge and I think um, learning how to set down boundaries in my business has taught me how to s- set boundaries in my personal life and that's why I guess I really emerged I'm like a way more clearer with my boundaries in my personal life um, yeah do you have any like examples or uh, stories you'd like to share um oh, I guess like a good a good one to, like um better all right for the podcast <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well I'm like I've, I'm in a like to for a lack of a better about a better word to describe this relationship I'm going to call it an open relationship with a, a partner that lives like seven hours away mm-hmm. um so that's like that's something really interesting to navigate and um so I've been with him for about like two two and a half years and like <laughs> when we first met, met each other like <laughs> I was just in a really like wacky space <laughs> and um not knowing and was not clear with my boundaries didn't really know what I wanted um and like we've both grown and together um and now we're in a really healthy space but that's because like mm-hmm. I know how to like have boundaries and I think I think when you're doing like an open relationship um boundaries are really clear and they need to be yeah. talked about you need to be able to communicate properly blah 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 uh, and I think that's reflected um in my business or like my business has reflected onto my personal life like mm. that. So I guess like that's an example um, of where, yeah. how it's really influenced a part of my personal life. Mm, I can see, like I can see those changes too. Like even, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible how much you've just like stepped into your power. Yeah. And even like, if you're looking like physically wise, like Courtney cut her hair. How many months ago did you do that now? Um, oh, a year ago. Um, no, 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 um, um, when I started my business pretty yeah. much. <laughs> but I feel like that was such an empowering like cut it short but like you did a really like cleansing with it mm. I feel like that was just you stepping into this new being like yeah yeah that, that was the intention to cut my hair like was that I was stepping out of um unhealthy childhood patterns and mm. kind of like going forth into the person that I um, like more like an authentic self like really I feel like I really mm. stepped into a more an authentic self like no more like me. faking bits like this is me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and like um I don't know like the symbol of just cutting your hair it's like it's a nice way to shed also this mm. is such a slight tangent but I started a book like two days ago called entanglement Ooh. and it's about hair and it's about how all these people like how they cut the hair and they make all the wigs um oh. like in China and like different countries but it's like quite big in China yeah but it's it's so it's so interesting like how they like they want people to cut their hair so they can like make wigs out of them but they want like good hair yeah. kind of feels like I'm reading a hair fetish book but sorry that just popped into my mind <laughs> I 
<laughs> I'm so interesting that I, like, I can't it. stop reading it. Yeah, can I, can I <laughs> yeah. borrow it afterwards? <laughs> it's so yeah. bizarre. Um, yeah. Yeah, heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mind blowing. <laughs> but it's a whole world. Yeah, that's really exciting. So, where are we going next? I like to chat a bit about self love practices mm-hmm. and just how you keep yourself sane feeling. Oh, and yeah. I feel like that, you know, the world is. The world like seems pretty normal here around us, but it's there's a lot of chaos going yeah. on and there's like a lot of chaotic energies and I feel like sometimes it's like it is super easy with how the world is or like how the energy of people are. It's super easy to dip into maybe like feeling a bit depressed or mm. like feeling unmotivated and like losing that sparkle and like losing that magic. So how do you find or like what do you do to like make like keep you feeling aligned and not dragged into that i like to get out of my space and mm. go camping in the bush oh yeah nice <laughs> like <I> just, <laughs> if i'm ever just feeling like i need to like take some serious time for myself i'm just like i'm gonna go sit in the bush mm. <laughs> like quietly and um it really is so magical yeah hey? it is like, it is yeah yeah like courtney and i went to dreamweaver's two weeks three weeks oh time is so weird i think it's two weeks ago. i think it's two weeks ago yeah Yeah. (laughs) two days and yeah that was like set in the bush on alicia's property and i was feeling so out of whack going up there and like the instant we got there and we set up our little pixie pocket it was just so lovely like we're just so happy and it was just nature times and it was just like such a beautiful few days and literally just re-centers everything totally it does so yeah 100 percent number one tip yeah totally like i could not camping and nature yeah 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 great um and what do you do if you can't get away so like if you're like maybe too busy you've got a lot on in the week um, but you know, you're feeling a little bit like, oh, I just need to recenter myself a little bit. What are some like small things you would probably do to feel a bit nicer? Just like some really simple things, like have a shower, like a yeah. long, like, you know what I mean? Like have a really long hot shower. I love that. Like, I know it's a little bit wasteful, but like, you know, sometimes you just really need, need that. Um, and that's okay. I like to really set my space up and, um, just like I regularly, just like light some candles or mm. some incense or just like kind of like the space look like smell really nice feel really nice and um even just like prepping your meals um yeah. prior to like if you know you've got like a bunch of stuff coming up and um you're gonna be really really busy like trying to get like your meal prepping done um so that you're not just like you, you're already taking care of yourself like yep. you can like you can eat well and you don't have to stress about that and it just like takes some sort of load off like so these are just like some really basic yeah. things <laughs> but literally so like you're so f- forgetful sometimes like I find that if I'm like being really busy and you don't pre-pack like a lunch or like a oh, dinner totally. and you maybe buy something out just doesn't feel the same or yeah. you go hungry a little bit and you're like oh it just throws out of whack so fast totally it's totally. very ungrounding yeah. yeah totally and I think um and then just like um I guess that like, gets into like really looking after yourself like mm. um I've, I've just been really into like cutting out like things like coffee and like replacing mm. it with like cacao which has been <gasps> a, yeah it's so good I'm on nine days no coffee oh okay, yeah, but literally yeah. because of cacao like because yeah. I have a cacao yeah it takes away that craving yes yeah yeah I know yeah. I've just replaced it I feel like I've yeah. now just got like another addiction to cacao yeah <laughs> <laughs> just replace it one addiction with the other but whatever it's, it's apparently better for you so <laughs> 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 go with that um <laughs> But yeah, it, do, it does work. I do recommend cacao. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah recommendations. So 
one, cacao instead of coffee. Yeah. But also, you know, if you need a coffee, have a coffee. Um, but recommendations, what are some like podcasts or maybe people you want to recommend, like a book, just like anything Ooh. that you like that made me feel good while I was reading it or like or that made me feel really curious about something? I guess like the first one um, I'd like oh. to recommend is um, it's called Life is a Festival. Um, that's great because it's all about how you integrate your experiences that you might have experienced at a festival and you've had like this magical whimsical time gallivanting <laughs> around the place um and then like how you can integrate that back into your life like there's no point having these amazing experiences um and then not integrating them back into your life because then I guess that just becomes like you use like festivals as a form of escapism. Like mm. I've been there. So like, <laughs> a little wave, <laughs> like, hey, pastel. <laughs> yeah. So it's like really important to, um, to integrate them. And like, that's kind of also um, like, I really vibed with that podcast because I was like, mm. that's so what I'm about. Like that's yeah. so what my brand's about is about how you can like, you don't like, obviously you'd wear a lot of my stuff to a festival, but like you can mm. wear it to the shops because it's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that'd be such an experience too. And like, you'd probably open up, like you probably find this, uh, Courtney's always dressed on like pixie wear and that, but when you're wearing clothes that are probably not maybe your standard normal, it kind of just like breaks down this conversation barrier and mm. people just want to have a chat with you. Yeah. Like people are just like, they'll yeah. either, they, they have kind of gateway in like, oh, cool pixie hat or like, oh, I love your pixie shoes. But it kind of just, like, opens up this, like, yeah. way to interact where usually people are quite closed off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's quite, so cool. Which is quite fun. Um, and especially, like, well, I guess it depends what sort of mood you're in. Like, like mm. not all the time. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to talk to the general public. <laughs> like, why did I wear this? <laughs> opened up my walking conversation. Help. I can't, don't have words today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's when you wear black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> and then just did a serious face down, like speed walk, doom, doom, doom. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so Life is a Festival podcast yeah. and it's on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask you, what is your like big vision for your future? Oh, I feel like I've got so many okay, And I feel like they change all the time. So they probably like do. in when I have you next time on the podcast could be different again. Yeah. But your current like whims for like where you want to be so I've been wondering how I would ever expand my business because Mm. um obviously I would never get my stuff made in a A factory yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's just that's just not happening um can you please attach these tiny mushrooms (laughs) yeah totally and um and I love doing my processes like I love the creating side of my business Mm. I was like but there's only so much one person could do um so but I've been really into um like organizing very strange event uh, like events and mm. things like that like I feel like that's kind of popping up around our community like there's been like and I'm like learning from different people um when it comes to running events and just like like so whether that be like a crazy warehouse party that's like yeah. all themed in like because I couldn't really get into the decor and the yeah. this and like kind of plan like planning and um organizing stuff like that and also like kind of um having um like bringing artists together and having Mm. like kind of a collective where we do a whole thing like like that and we like creating safe spaces to express yeah that's right and connecting people so they can do that yeah definitely. or people like yeah i can see doing that like opening up more opportunities for people to like be just more expressive because people want 
to generally they have some part of themselves they like want to bring mm. forward but they're not sure how mm-hmm. so it's like just bridging that gap between like wanting to and doing it yeah totally yeah yeah so I'm just thinking like of like um getting into event organizing mm. is like a really good way to do that because then that just like opens the doors for other artists to come and collaborate mm. and then also provides jobs for other artists and stuff like that so that's kind of where I'm heading that's where I think like that's like the long-term plan like I'm thinking like by the time I'm like like I don't want to like put heaps of expectations but like you know like later 20s early 30s yeah kind of like um I can probably step into a role where I um understand how all the little jigsaw puzzles of things all work Mm. and I've obviously networked my way around with heaps of different artists and then I can bring everything all together and put on silliness yeah <laughs> i don't know what this silliness looks I like i can already yet. see too like you know you have like events when you have the person organizing it they have like you know the yellow vest or they have like something distinguishable you just be like oh like when someone's like i need to find like i need to talk to the person organizing it's like oh just look for the girl with the pixie hat and you'll like have a little clipboard and a pixie like hat and you're like yeah. oh there she is <laughs> i gonna say that <laughs> Oh, I just wanted to talk about too. We have an upcoming project which has been editing itself for a while. Oh my god! <laughs> we started making together a thing called a day in the life of the pixie, and it started just by filming some little, like Sarah, my sister, Courtney, and I were like had some little clothes on, and I was just like filming them running around in pixie wear, and I'm like, hey, we should make a cute short film (laughs) pixies and so we had all our group of friends and another friend monty help with like the filming like it's like a mini film crew we went away for three days in dorigo and filmed this like group of like what 12 of us like running around in these pixie outfits yeah like and not to mention like our friend monty he has like he has like a drone and like the the premise around like day in the life of a pixie was like so like it was just like kind of just cute like and then we have like this serious like film crew like with a drone and like we've like like at the time not much storyline because Julie and I were the organizers and we're just like do whatever you feel like yeah, you're just, a pixie yeah. embody that we just get it on camera Woo. be merry dance interact with each other there's a waterfall Woo! Yeah. and then like we've been like going to edit this and we're like wait what was the, like the purpose of this yeah and we had so much like all the footage is incredible like if you just look at it like wow amazing like all the scenes are so cool but like actually trying to edit it together is such it's just a big project but anyway <laughs> essentially it's coming <laughs> So, how can people follow you, follow your journey, social medias, website things? What do you feel like sharing? Well, I got... Your house address. (laughs) (laughs) Outside Courtney's house, you can watch her make felt stuff. (laughs) Do not recommend. (laughs) An unrecommendation. (laughs) Do not watch her from her house. (laughs) (laughs) Socials, maybe? Yeah, socials are a great place to start. Um, I've got like Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can find me at naughty underscore Cordy's underscore creations. Um, Love and, that. And then you can just find me on Facebook, which is naughty Cordy's creations. Cool. And then also got a website called naughty Cordy's creations. <laughs> dot com. Like, yeah. So that's um, that's pretty much where you can find me and follow my journey. So yeah, thank you so much for being on first episode of the podcast. Woo. How do people end these things? Or maybe can we end it with a ping ping? Oh yeah. (laughs) Ping ping. This is Courtney's first instrument. Would you like to introduce your first instrument?
The kalimba. I wish we had like a video for this of like the way you're just presenting it, like <laughs> to it's, the side, the hand swish. It's like um that instrument. It's like called like the thumb piano. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's so beautiful.